Rossi and Co. At the click of a mouse. The best bits of breakfast. Radio City 96.7. Hello and welcome to another Radio City Breakfast Show podcast with me, Rossi and the Co. Hello, Co. Hello, Hello, Rossi. Right, on this uh, week's podcast, we're going to look back at some of the very best bits from our breakfast show over the last past seven days as we go into a brand new month. It's a brand new podcast. And we were very down in the dumps last week when we reflected on some of the sadder moments from our TV screens and movie screens. Radio City Breakfast. Uh, right then, so uh, so you started. You, you were nearly moved to tears yesterday, Jay. What's going on with you? I wasn't moved to tears. You were nearly moved to tears. I was nearly moved to tears. Why were you nearly moved to tears? Tell everybody. No, come I've on, just, Mr. Ray. Just having like an emotional day. I was watching. Get... I was watching Home and Away. Don't rip me. Okay. I was watching Home and Away. Yeah. And <laughs> I hope none of the lads are listening. You know. <laughs> I hope they I are. Think they are. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and it was just a, just a bit of a dramatic episode. What was it? Tell us about it because we don't watch so, it. Some, someone got someone got locked up for deservedly so because they murdered someone. And, yeah. You know. And yeah. It was all, all dramatic. Well, Why were you getting upset? Cut, because cut then the... Alf Stewart resigned from the surf club at the end. <laughs> and that moved you to tears? It never moved me to tears, it just moved me. Because I really like Alf and I like him. I like his role in the surf club. Did oh. you get a lump in your throat? I did, yeah. <laughs> so, because Al, because what's the, Alf has resigned from the surf club, you get all emotional. Oh. Jay, that makes me You just texted me just as I was watching it, so it just looked like I was getting upset. I couldn't see via the text. Um, so, well, that's not emotional. <laughs> It was emotional. No, this is emotional. Are you waiting for me, my swan dog? Oh. Of course I'm waiting for you. There's a bus at 12 minutes past, so come on, shift yourself. Oh, give us up a chance. Never mind that. Oh. What are you on about? Come here. But did you go soft? Give me three guesses. As I Our boss will be getting emotional now. That is sad. Screaming yeah. at the radio. What the hell's Rossi playing Matt Monroe on the Radio City <laughs> Breakfast Show for? So, it was, what, what, what was the sort of saddest thing you've ever seen in TV, do you reckon? Probably that. <laughs> I think this, for me, is the saddest thing I've ever seen in TV. This is emotional TV. Not watching Blumen Alf resign from the surf club. He should have resigned from that TV show years ago hey. anyway. This yeah, is- big kid. I won the fight. and Cole Radio City Breakfast Show putting a smile in your face first thing on Wednesday morning. Waking you up on weekdays. Radio City Breakfast. With Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. Can't believe you find Alf leaving the surf club as emotional TV. Unbelievable. This is emotional TV. In the sing-off, one person went to the motions and one person absolutely sang every word like you know. <laughs> Mean laughing at people crying this morning, you know. <laughs> Apart from you, Jay. 
Amy Winehouse Ballet What? Signed up to do a course of ballet lessons Probably did because she heard that A lot of the time when you're doing ballet You stand with one hand in the bar (laughs) (laughs) How do you keep an idiot in suspense? Go on I'll tell you after this record (laughs) You in suspense? Big time, yeah Back in the morning when you wake up Radio City 96.7 How the hell did we end up giggling and laughing At something as sad as the champ? Because you were taking the mickey out of me and Alf Stewart. Oh, oh yes, of course. Who's now left Summer Bay altogether. Oh, my God, I'm surprised you're not oh, suicidal. I was last night. Were you indeed? Oh, it was so sad. Poor Alf leaving. Leaving more rag all on a bill. How come you didn't uh, see it through then if you felt, you know, like suicidal? <laughs> How come you didn't? Did you listen to our Jesse J song? Because someone, I uh, told you last week that uh, Jesse J... Uh, one of her big fans was considering suicide, which is a terrible thing, in all seriousness, a terrible thing. And uh, listened to a song called Who Are You, uh, which is a title track from Jesse J's new album. And after listening to it, decided, no, I'm not, I'm not going to commit suicide. I want to live. That is good. That's, That's beautiful. Great. Yes. I'm so delighted. And what a big compliment it is to Jesse J. She is yeah. a lifesaver. And thank God that fan was a Jesse J fan and not a fan listening to a Radiohead album. Otherwise, she'd have been dead and buried <laughs> oh, by a, now. Or oh, a Coldplay album. Yeah. A Coldplay oh. album, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right then, here we go with uh, a little bit of... Um, well, have a listen. Where do you think the strangest place you've ever spoken to anybody? Where do you think the strangest place uh, someone that you've met has been born? Get a load of this. Uh, I've got a fact here that you were born down the toilet. I certainly was. Come on, tell us about that. Um, I was just a few weeks early. Um, my mum didn't know I was coming, and uh, and it all happened rather quick. <laughs> Is that really true? Oh, That's really no. true. I must be one of the only ones that goes into the maternity ward as a baby instead of uh, coming out. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. And, we, and you were okay? Obviously, you started, yeah, yeah? absolutely fine, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. And... <laughs> I'm speechless. Yeah. So you actually fell down the toilet? I just actually went down the toilet. <laughs> I did. Yeah. You didn't fall exactly, more like... No. Sort of... Drop, un- oh unloaded. Yeah. You say you've swam in the toilet. I, I have, yeah. Wow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> there's, loads, there's loads and loads of one-liners going through my yeah, head. Sure. But none of them I'm going to dare use. <laughs> <laughs> So your mum must have been, you know, your mum, uh, uh, I guess your dad wasn't present at the birth. Uh, well, he was. He actually rescued me. Oh, really? <laughs> so oh, wow. was that's good, that's good. <laughs> you must be like one in a million. Yeah. It's quite possibly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. So, uh, so as long as you weren't hurt and everything no, was fine. No, everything was fine. Does everybody know at work that you were born down the toilet? They do now. They certainly do. <laughs> and you love Paddy McGuinness? I do, yes. And take me out. It's becoming one of those uh, cult favourites now on it a Sunday night. It is brilliant, night. yeah. It, it, it is bordering on tacky in a cheesy way, but it's still <laughs> very, very good. Yeah. It's my favourite Very show. good. Uh, Paddy McGuinness is going to be coming on the Radio City Breakfast Show, so don't so miss I a bit believe, of that. Yeah. yeah. Don't miss a bit of that. What song can I play for you? Um, I'd like a track from Scouting for Girls. I believe you've got one from uh, Radio City Live last year. Yeah, well, they did perform for us Radio City Live last brilliant. year. We'll try and get that one on for you very, very soon. And, uh, and good luck and enjoy, you know, in it's a new job. Enjoy it, though, because everyone has spoken to so far sound great. It is great. Okay, then, Kathy. All right. See you later. Thank you very much. Bye. She's got a rush. I mean, flush. I mean, rush. <laughs> 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 Log on to 96.7.com.
on to Rossi's homepage at radiocity.co.uk for details. Workplace of the Week with Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. God, Bennett, down the, oh, really? the Carsey. <laughs> He's been constipated ever since. I know. I'm scared of giving birth. <laughs> the thing is, it probably has crossed your mind when you're sitting in the Carsey. Well, I hope this is a proper you know what. <laughs> <laughs> what? You know what? <laughs> a proper number two. Oh, right. And not a little baby Sue. All <laughs> uh, right then, Lee Butler and uh, us have been working on a song. It's an old classic uh, by a band called The Adventures, uh, Broken Land. We're sort of working on it and turning it into a dance song. And uh, Lee popped in to play us a demo cut. Have okay. a listen if you would. How are you, Simon? Not too bad. Yeah, you're very, very keen in anticipation of your show tonight at 10. Uh, Plastic Surgery Part 1. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm here already, so uh, I've been sleeping over last night with a sleeping bag and a little flask. Oh, uh, right. Geared up for me show. wonder what was in the flask. That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> what was in the flask? Yeah, a little shot of whiskey. <laughs> Good lad. Uh, so, uh, so we sent you a little challenge at the, at the beginning of the month. Yeah. And we said we would like it sort of done and dusted by the end of the month. It's as good as done and, dust, done and dusted, but a record company's now interested in this. They are, yeah, because uh, it was a great idea. And one of those uh, tracks that you found that is, is uh, it's familiar, but it's not one of them tracks you automatically know, which yeah. is very difficult to find. And Rossi's, uh, give the lad his due, he's looking sharp this morning, he's Thank had his you. shave, he's, uh, he's, he's <laughs> got a big weekend ahead, and he's, uh, he, he's picked a good one for us. And we've, uh, we've worked a bit of magic on it, sort of Eric Pritt sort of feel to it. So uh, we, uh, we're pretty excited about it and are we still sticking with the Rossi and Co all stars? Yeah. I mean yeah. I'm quite happy to stick with the Rossi and Co I mean I don't mind if you take the COVID out. If it gets to a video sh- shoot and stuff for, for the bigger MTV and the box shows. Well he's had a shave look yeah, at oh. you know, look at the, look at me I'm, I'm older than Jay and look at the two of us together you look like my older relative. <laughs> <laughs> and I look like your daughter. <laughs> 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 you look like my granddad. Yeah, seriously, like. you know, we got all these photographs taken uh, yesterday. How you did know. yours go, Sam? Yeah, fine, fine. And Jay goes, oh, look, God, look at that. I really am good looking in that picture. I said, Jay, you're looking at me. <laughs> you're looking at me. So here we go. Have a listen to this, ladies and gentlemen of the radio audience. This is, this is something that we got together. We selected the tune. Lee Butler has put his magic touch to it. The Rossi and Co. All-Stars. This is Keep Us Together, Broken Land in Brackets. Are you ready for this? Go on. Are you ready? Let's have it. Here we go. Yeah. There's a certain meat that has come into the country that people are selling in backstreet restaurants. Go on then. Chimpanzee meat. Oh. Could you imagine eating a chimp and it was too hot and you put it in your mouth and you go, City 96.7. Just a little bit of a snippet of something that could be really big. Wow. Really, really, be big. really big. I love that. You know, I was singing it all weekend after Lee came in. Were you indeed? I was. I actually was. We had a couple of visitors on there on Friday morning's breakfast show. Lee Butler came in a little bit later on, but early in the morning at around 10 to 8, we had a visit from two of the members from one of the finest bands to come out of Ireland ever. No, it's not Jedward. You too? <laughs> no, it wasn't you too, I'm the afraid. Pogues. West Live. It was not the Pogues. It wasn't, co- of course. It was the band like the script, and here they are. Radio City Breakfast. 
Podcast. Can I please say Cade Mila Falcha to Danny and Mark from the script? Good morning, guys. Uh, how, how are you doing? You doing? You all right? doing mate? Not too bad, not too bad. You see what I did there? Yeah. What does it mean? It means That's more Irish than I know. A hundred million welcomes. <laughs> That's right, yeah. You know, the last time we spoke, it was just before uh, you released for the first time, and I think we gave it one of the first radio airplays, and we were yeah. blown away. The first story, class, thank you. the story behind the song at the time is probably even more poignant now than it was a couple of months ago with everything that's going on in the, in the Republic mm. of Ireland. Well, that's right. You know, when we got back to, uh, to to Dublin, you know, there was definitely an, an impending sense that the recession was on its way, and mm. it was, you know, it was hitting just at the, you know, let's say the tip of the iceberg at that and at that point. You know, we wanted to write a song that was able to, you know, just kind of take people away. From from it for three and a half minutes you know yeah. during the day you hear a song like for the first time and, and you realise that um, you know although we are losing everything that we have around us you know all the monetary things all the houses our cars our jobs let's not forget that we are we are finding each other you know we're, we're, it's going back to basics we're going back to being a great people and you know um, uh, what do you say now, staying in is the new going out so yep. to speak and, and it's just you know people, you don't have to have money to be happy and I, I really believe that the Irish people and, and definitely Europeans were, were a lot better off without it There's a couple of uh, comparisons that people have made and sometimes your comparisons can be taken in the wrong way yeah and uh, if you ever come back, someone has likened it to uh, the uh, the Stereophonics record, Thousand Trees. Well, yeah. and I, that's very that's a, I never heard that comparison. You know, I have to say, uh, I'm definitely welcoming the change in the in the. <laughs> In the comparisons, you know, it's normally it's um, it's it's everybody, yeah. everyone, and anyone, you know, from you two, David Gray, the police, Jedward. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, heavens forbid! The day anyone compares you to Jedward is oh, the day you go God. and hand your P forty five into your agent. <laughs> back on, back on the unemployment benefits for me. I want to say thank you very much for uh, your performance, and and again, it's not because you're on the show. It's nothing to do with the fact that you are from. My mother country Ireland uh, but when you played Radio City live uh, last year it was just it was I enjoyed all the acts I enjoyed it from the uh, Tenchi Striders uh, to I thought the, the Saturdays did a fantastic set you know they'd lost a couple of members yeah. with illness uh, there, there was a few couldn't make it and uh, and then but your set really was the set of the night for me oh, in my humble opinion. Thank you. Thank you very much. We, you know, we that's that's the thing for us. It's I think when everybody hears our music on radio and everybody hears about us in the news, I think when you really join the dots is when they come to see a live concert and they really see what we're about and what we love to do, you know. And I love the fact that you remember that was that our man. man. <laughs> Ah, oh, big time. <laughs> do you remember that? I do indeed. Our man were playing so bad in the Gaelic football yeah. last season. He said they were playing more like my man than our man. <laughs> so not long to go. So you're uh, you're launching uh, the brand new tour to uh, well to coincide with the album and everything else. You're going to uh, touch down here in uh, the 33rd county of Ireland, Liverpool, uh, yeah. on, on Monday, the 14th of yeah. March, a couple of days before Paddy's Day. I know. What, are you playing Paddy's Day night? We are. We're playing actually in Manchester on, uh, oh, actually Birmingham on Paddy's Day. 
All right. Um, we, yeah, we play the LG Arena there in um, Birmingham. Yeah, we're really looking forward to that again. It's uh, it's always a special night for us. So, yeah. um, and you know, it's because we move around and tour so much, we have to celebrate it in a new city pretty much every year. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's always great to see people coming out in the droves to uh, to celebrate Paddy's Day. You know. So that'll be uh, in, in Birmingham, and yeah, uh, you'll be performing yeah. on there. And as I said, the crack will be ninety. It'll be ninety. <laughs> uh, you're going to play tea in the park this year up in yeah. Scotland. Our executive producer, uh, Mr. Jay Hind has got a question he'd like hey to ask. Hey, Jay, how are you doing, Hello, bro? lads, you okay? I'm very, very good. good. Good, good. I'll be going to Glastonbury this year. Will I be uh, Will I be bopping away to the script at Glastonbury? I'm not sure about Glastonbury because we've got an Australian tour that um, happens right around the same time. Oh. So it's the one It's the one festival I'm not sure about, actually. So I need to get yeah. to Tea in the Park? Tea in the Park is the one where we're doing V-Fest, we're doing, we're doing Isle oxygen. of Wight, uh, Oxygen. Yeah, and, and Jarvis, Jarvis Cocker's on a Tea in the Park with you guys, yeah? <laughs> Danny, you've, uh, you've had a pop Apparently recently at Jarvis Cocker. Uh, what, what is it about him that you don't like? You see, this is the thing. Having a pop at him, it, uh, it was taken. It wasn't a misquote. It was definitely taken out of context. Yeah. I was, um, I was asked about you know old bands uh, reforming. Yeah. And uh, I kind of went into a conversation about it's very hard to believe that the old bands are coming back for the right reasons. Mm. So he, um, his name came up, and uh, so I was kind of asked, what would he do if he had done the same thing on us as if he'd as done he on did the Brits? On, on Michael Jackson. Going up to Michael Jackson, you know, if yeah. he goes up on stage, and I just said, well, he better stay clear of us because you know if he jumps up on stage, he's getting a guitar in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and and but, but it, what it what it looks like in the press it looks like I specifically called up you know the Daily Star or any of those kind of rag mags to literally lay into Jarvis Cocker. Yeah. I have nothing against Jarvis. No. I, I don't like really like his music. I we don't just really have this one thing. No, who he is. I don't know that much about him. So I was I was having a bit of pop, and it looks like I was I was going twelve rounds. You know, the funny thing is that uh, <laughs> I, I, this is Mark. By the way, I have this yeah. thing on stage anyway, and all Dan said to him was, "You better not run over that side of the stage because Mark will actually hit him with a guitar." <laughs> and it, 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 we don't mean Jarvis Cocker. I mean, any man who runs on the stage, anyone weirdo runs on the stage. It would be good like, if it was Jarvis Cocker. Yeah. Be very, yeah. I think it'd be very funny if it was Jarvis. <laughs> I tell you what, it has done. It sparked a debate. It's it's kind of like a marmite. People are on the side and people aren't. I think it's quite funny because it's like having the two biggest nerds in your school having a fight. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like seriously, it's like two skinny, you know, lanky guys, you know, out there having a mill. It'd, it'd be hilarious. Well, if you did smack him, I would love to. I'd love you to put it up on YouTube. I'm again. telling you, if it did happen, it would be all up, and it wouldn't be me putting it up. There'd be you know thousands of people there. Exactly. Uh, so you're you're not big fans of the celebrity life. Lifestyle, you sort of prefer nah. to sort of work hard, play hard, and get on with it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it, nowadays people are becoming famous for the absolute wrong reasons, and fame is a word uh, mm. that's been thrown around so loosely. So it's something we try to avoid. We try our best to just be. I know it sounds pretty cliched, but just be about what we do. We're, we're musicians. We're not. We don't know anything about politics, religion, anything like that. We make music, you know. So we try to just keep our opinions to ourselves, unless you're Jarvis Cocker. Uh, we, we try keep our we, we try keep our opinions to ourselves and uh, and just get up there and play our show. And like we said, we enjoy a drink and that's it. We just yeah. get out there. Have you got a question very quickly? Yeah, all I was going to say was that you know, obviously, American Idol and stuff. I'm a big fan of that. It's yeah. dead mad because so many people have auditioned to your songs. Isn't it mad? All the people they've tried to crack America and you've done it. Does that just like make you think? Oh my god. A can't believe it they're my songs like people are auditioning to it's funny we, it blows our minds that people are doing that and then well even 
uh, the label just told us recently a factoid that we're the most auditioned band for pop American wow. Idol and, and the Idols worldwide. So most people go in and audition with our songs, which I thought that is just crazy mad, for us. Yeah, it's crazy. Right, God love if you're on the panel having a hair man who can't be moved being murdered there's, every day. There's probably another there's probably another statistic that you haven't told us. All those people never get through. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder. Most auditioned with least uh, least contestants yeah. getting through. I wonder will Pulp be doing any script covers when they play tea in the park yeah. in summer 2011. <laughs> Listen guys, I know you're really busy. I'm going to let you guys go and I want to say once again thank you to uh, Danny. Thank you to Mark from the script from coming Thanks, in. Guys. Good Thanks, luck with guys. the new tour as well. Thanks, Ross. Well, listen, you've been a champion in our music since the very beginning, so we really appreciate it. Thank you. Really enjoyed their company on the breakfast show Friday morning. They are welcome guests to the show any day of the week. Do you know what? Most people that we meet from Ireland, I'm not just saying this because you're in front of me, but like some of the stars we've met from Ireland are so down to earth. Yeah, they are. Aren't they? And the Westlife was so nice. Jedward were lovely. Who else? They're just so humble and they really appreciate everything they've got and I really, really like that, especially about the script. Ronan Keating was, uh, Ronan was a nice Keating, guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah lovely. Um, who else has come from... Oh, well, what about Wonderland? Wonderland, yeah. they were lovely. Samantha Mumba, I met her once. She was lovely. Yeah, you know, I never got to meet Samantha Mumba. She was very nice. Very attractive. Yes. Very easy on the eye. This is the Radio City Breakfast Show podcast. My name is Rossi. His name is Jay Hyde. Hello. Executive wow. producer. And Claire Simonson does the traffic and travel, but a hell of a lot more. Oh, thank you. Hello. Like yeah. annoy us. Yes. Oh, you too mean to me today. No, I mean to you every day. He's glaring at me. Yeah. Well, you have been really, really hyper. And You've been of... a little bit too gleeish. Yeah. Yeah, you, but yeah. you shouted at me and said I was in a bad mood early doors. Is that a word? Glee- gleeful. You've been a little bit, uh, what, what can you say? Um, Hyperactive. Annoying. Gleeper active. We've just created a brand new word. Right then, here is uh, here's one of the surgeries we touched on last week. If you want to become a member of our Facebook, check out Rossi and Co. at breakfast, and it's R O S S I E, then the sign and, then Co., and then the sign for at, then breakfast. I've got to explain it like that so I'm not being patronising, but a lot of people are yeah. finding it difficult. So it's Rossi and co the and sign and it's uh, at the at sign breakfast r-o-s-s-i-e is the way we're spelling rossi here is uh, a surgery about it. someone with a tacky ring <laughs> to find out more you can listen to this and if you want to see the ring then become friends of our facebook page the city surgery with dr ross this is from cc in southport cc in southport southport by the sea cc Rossi, I need some help fast. Myself and my boyfriend have been together since 2005. I love him dearly, and the prospect of marriage has been on the cards for a couple of years. So on Christmas Day, just gone, my lovely boyfriend popped the question. Aww. He popped the question indeed. He'd actually hidden the, uh, the, the ring inside a Christmas decoration. The way he proposed to me was so very, very romantic. More tears before this uh, this letter's finished. Uh, that was until I saw the monstrosity that he called an engagement ring. Now, we posted a picture of this on our Facebook, Rossi and Co. at breakfast. It's on there. <coughs> Rossi, I didn't know where to look when I saw it. At first, I thought it was a joke, like something that had popped out of a cracker. Uh, he hasn't always been with it in terms of style, but I never imagined that he would choose anything as vile as the piece of jewellery he gave me as my engagement gift. The thing is, I know how much he spent in it, and it cost a lot of money, but it is just hideous. Uh, 
I do look at it, and if you see the picture, it is a little bit like something you'd imagine to see on my big fat gypsy web. It covers nearly the entire uh, of my top of my finger, and I feel ashamed of wearing it. You'll see just how bad it is on the picture below. Uh, I only wear it at home and when I'm with him as I just can't bring myself to tell him exactly how bad it is, complete with the lion. <laughs> I don't want to hurt his feelings, but I can't continue wearing something that looks like it does come from my big fat gypsy wedding. I feel like Jordan. Help. Oh, oh dear. Straight to the point. Have you seen it yet? Have no. you seen it? No, no. show. Oh, my that's bad even by my standards. Even you wouldn't <laughs> yeah, wear that. Even I wouldn't wear that. I don't That's even think it. Jordan would no. wear that. Oh, I don't want to start going slagging it off too much, just in, in case a fellas put two and two together. But it's popped out of a Christmas decoration. She probably did think it was a joke. Yeah, it, it does actually look like, you know, when you get the joke ones and they've got the expandable backs, and that's what it looks What's like. What's the relevance of the lion? I don't know, but you can see it probably has cost a lot of money. Yeah. No, it looks expensive. Mm. But uh, you know what? Sometimes the most money, you know, the more money you fork out in something doesn't necessarily mean it's the, it's the, it's the best. It's a bit tacky. I don't know you two are going to laugh at me because I know what I'm like, but that's a bit tacky. You it? can't call anything tacky, you. <laughs> it is a bit tacky. When something, when you're describing something as tacky, you know it is real tactful, Arizona. <laughs> it's on Facebook now, the it's Rossi Facebook. Co. at breakfast. Okay, if you have any advice for CC in Southport, please uh, give us some advice. Maybe she's being ungrateful. Who knows? Radio City Breakfast. With Rossi and Co. Good morning. Radio City 96.7. Facebook's gone a bit bonkers, hasn't it? It has. It has gone totally bonkers all about this. Radio City Breakfast. The City Surgery with Dr. Ross. Cece in Southport has been with her fella, who she loves very, 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 very much. And desperately wants to marry him. Uh, since 2005, they've been together Christmas Day. Got down on one knee, proposed to her, then gave her a Christmas decoration. Inside the decoration was the engagement ring, and that's where it all sounded. Hunky-dory, rose-covered cottages. And then the ring popped out, and it looked like a joke ring. <laughs> we put it on our Facebook, Rossi and Co. at breakfast. R-O-S-S-I-E, Rossi and Co. at breakfast. Uh, check it out there. What sort of comments are coming in on Facebook? Do you know what? We are getting loads. Selena Pritchard says, Foops are easy. <laughs> <laughs> Hayley Cahill, uh, are you sure that's not the Christmas decoration itself? It yeah, looks like it. It does, it does. indeed, yeah, it does. Uh, Elaine Todd says it's the thought that counts, and Danny Quinn says that's horrendous, Rossi Lark. There's loads on there. Uh, it's so bad, though, isn't it? Look at it. Robin Heighton says, uh, get it insured, love, and then lose it accidentally on purpose. Ah, that's exactly what my trainer thought was. I think she should do that, then she won't offend him at all. Uh, Louise and Frodsham. Good morning, Frodsham. Good morning, Louise. Uh, tell him straight that you hate it. Tell them straight you hate it and that you'd really like to help them choose a replacement. I don't... I think hate hates simples. Uh, I think hate's a little bit strong. Let's go to the phones and take a call line uh, ooh, seven. Good morning, line seven. Hi, Rossi. Hello. Is this about the dilemma? It is, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen the picture because I'm driving. Yeah. But what I would suggest, if it's really too big, she should, she should say... Um, it's going to be difficult for her to get a wedding ring to match that, so maybe she should get something a little bit smaller. What a brilliant bit of advice. That's the, the, you're the first call I've taken. Uh, what's your name? It's Michelle. Michelle who? Oh, I don't want to get <laughs> Just Michelle. Where are you driving to? 
I'm driving to Old Swan. Okay, well, Michelle, that is just bang on the money. If I've ever heard a call bang on the money, that is brilliant. I think uh, Michelle needs to get into work and check out uh, Rossi and Co. at Breakfast on Facebook Definitely. just to check out how uh, how horrendous the ring is. Oh, it's bad. Uh, Rossi says, Anon, it's the thought that counts and that's that all should matter. And Christina Neston, why, oh, why, oh, why do men try to go out and buy things on their own? These sort of things should always be a joint effort. 90% of the woman's choice, 10% of the man's choice. I tend to disagree with that. I chose my missus's engagement for him. It's even taggier than that one on Facebook. <laughs> Radio City Breakfast. With Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. So Gareth in Nottyash said that the ring is a symbol of love. How ungrateful is she? Typical girl, tip, uh, impossible to please. Controversial. Oh, uh, this is Graham on his way to work says, uh, this is a really nice bit of advice. And this is going to blend in with, I think, a lot of the comments coming in this morning. Say that she would like something a bit more discreet and smaller because she's afraid of getting mugged. I don't think any mugger in this planet would nick that ring. To be perfectly honest, well, there you go. That's a nice thought. What have you got there, Ducky? Right, we reckon 16% of people are saying it's the thought that counts. Stop being so horrible. 20% uh, of people are saying lose it accidentally on purpose. But try and get it insured first. Well, you'd you have to get it insured first. Yeah. And then 64% are just saying, tell him straight, but be nice about it. Yeah. She's going to be stuck with it for a long time, so yeah. she's got to tell him. Be diplomatic. Yeah. Thing is, right, that means, do you mean take it back and exchange it for something else? That's what you could do. Yeah. She could yeah. go and well, help do you. Do you think any jeweller in the right, sense, the right <laughs> frame of mind is going <laughs> yeah. to take that ring back? Well, you could melt it down, couldn't you? And make it into what? Into another ring. That size. You could probably <laughs> make it into a crown. <laughs> Hello, this is Rossi here. On the Radio City Breakfast Show, 10 past 8 Monday morning, have you heard the wedding scammer yet? Anything, anything, just not to listen to your... It's the second more. There's no need to take that approach. I think it's rather a bit sleazy. It, no, it's not Annie, gets... it's Suzanne. You know, you've got me in a sweat. Well, I wouldn't use 17 bottles of soap, there's no way. We'll have another brand new one. Monday morning, 10 past 8, Radio City Breakfast with me, Rossi and Co. Sam! Tom! You named some Christ how many times? Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Back Monday morning when you wake up. Radio City 96.7. Sean Bennett, oh. I've not, not really touched on a tacky ring before. No, no, we haven't. That was bad even by my standards. Really? <laughs> yeah. Come on, there's a bit of you must have thought, I wouldn't mind one of those. <laughs> well. Well, you know how it what is. Happened. I wonder uh, what she's done with it. We need to chase that one up. We do. We do need to chase that. There's quite a few bits and bobs we need to chase up. Uh, also on the uh, on the breakfast show at 6.35 weekday mornings, we tend to do a true story that sometimes... It's well, always true. It's oh, always true-ish. Always true-ish. True, yeah. true Here's some of the very best of the true stories from the Radio City Breakfast Show on Radio City 96.7. A German man, a German man had to jog for two miles stark naked in near freezing temperatures after a woman who promised him sex, just normal sex, kinky sex, <laughs> just normal sex if oh, you can boring. relate to that. Uh, after a woman promised him sex and then ran off with all his clothes. Felix Alder who is 40, met a 24-year-old woman in a club just in the outskirts of Berlin, and they walked to a woods near the edge of town. She begged him, begged him to make love to her. In moments in the throes of passion, he stripped off all his clothes, 
As he turned around, she picked up his clothes, including his wallet, and ran off with it. He couldn't catch up with her, so he had to run two miles stark naked to the police station. A police spokesman said he turned up looking very embarrassed and very cold. Although, because of the temperature, they didn't have to ask him if he was cold. <laughs> Tinky Winky. <laughs> Do you want a true story? Oh, yeah. Oh, like yeah. a true story. This is about a monastery. Uh, a monastery set high, high up in the mountains, where the monks there have all uh, got a rigid vow of silence. Thought I, you thought I was going to say something else, didn't yeah. you, Claire? Kinky. <laughs> oh, here we go. And only on the first day of March of each year will one one of the selected monks be allowed to break the silence, but he would only be allowed to speak one sentence. So the 1st of March came along, and it was Brother Thomas. He was allowed to speak. He was allowed to say one sentence. And he stood up at the big, 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 big table with all the other monks from the monastery sitting around and said, I really love the mashed potatoes we have every day, and sits down again. One year goes by, 365 days of silence, and uh, it's Brother Michael's turn to stand up. So he stands up in front of all the other monks in the monastery. And he says, I think the mashed potatoes here are lumpy. I ate them. So 366 days pass because it's a leap year. And this year, it's Brother Matthew's uh, turn to stand up and speak. One sentence is all he can speak for a year before he gets another turn many, many years' time. Says, oh, I do love the mashed potatoes here. I think they taste great, he says. Another year passes. Another monk gets his turn to speak his one sentence. Can you believe this? No. It's Brother Sam. He stands up and says, I always get lumps in my mashed potatoes here. I ate them. They taste awful. And sits down again. A year follows, 1st of March, 2010, which is last year. Brother Paul rises to his feet. It's his turn to say what he has to say. And he says, you know what? I'm fed up with all this bickering. <laughs> So uh, we uh, we all had our photographs taken, as I mentioned before, and uh, and afterwards we went for a little bit of bevy, of bevy the three of us. Um, I wasn't drinking because I was driving. So uh, what are you looking at me like that for? No, yeah, it was a, it was a nice bevy. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> he got a little bit tiddly, didn't he? Yeah, mm, he just did. a little. Yeah. Yeah. Overindulged, as always. You know, you just can't let it go, can you? Can't. Can't help myself. But uh, at one point, we're sitting there, the three of us, and the barman comes over, and uh, he, he found what looked to be a very, very expensive pen. It was like, a, was it a Mont Blanc pen, I think it was? It was, yeah. Very, very, very nice. Must have been worth about three or four hundred quid, one of those pens. Definitely, yeah. yeah. And he said to Simo, Simo, excuse me, he said, love, is this your pen? Because you look quite classy. Oh. And, uh, <clears throat> brassy. And uh, <laughs> he said, uh, he said, is this your pen? And you looked, he says, no, it's not my pen, but I wish it was. It's a beautiful pen. So he turns to me and he says, Rossi, and he looked at me and he says, it's not yours. I says, no, it's not my pen. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have something that expensive. That's not my style, but it's a beautiful pen. He said, Jay, is this your pen? He holds it up and Jay says, uh, can, I, can I just have it for a second? And uh, he says, yes. So he takes the pen, he gets a bar mat and he writes out, jhindradiocity.co.uk. He says to the bar mat, this is my pen. Barman says, how do you know? He says, well, that's my right. <laughs> Is right, Rossi lad. Hello, this is Trevor McDonald here. And finally, 
is Right Rossi Live. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. On Radio City 96.7. Some of the very best of our true stories. And coming up another one. And uh, normally Jay says, uh, what's your true story about? Uh, and I told him it was about childbirth. I said, there's a story coming up I'm going to do about childbirth. <laughs> and childbirth had stuck in his head. <laughs> so before we went into the true story, I asked him a question. Get a load of this. Uh, Radio City Breakfast, Rossi & Co. What's the connection between Justin Bieber and Avril Lavigne? Childbirth? No. A Canadian, Canadian, Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Canadian. No, I'll tell you why you said that. I was talking of, uh, about our true story. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and I mentioned... <laughs> <laughs> <and> I was... <laughs> <laughs> Is that just planted a seed of childbirth in your head? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, the twins, Jay. Yeah. No, it's Canadian. They're both yeah. from Canada. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Well done, Jay. Oh, he's oh. got right, man. Oh. Oh. He was right in swing. Oh. Yeah. Jay. <laughs> He can't help it, Lance. Can't help it. <laughs> no, this is what I was talking about before, right? What is... <laughs> what is the more painful? Is it childbirth for a woman or is it a kick in the privates for a bloke? I know what you're going to say. <laughs> Canadian. <laughs> Just a No, that's, that's got to be childbirth. You reckon childbirth? What do you got to be childbirth, 100%. Big debate over the weekend as to what is more painful. Is it childbirth for a woman or a kick in the privates for a guy? And I'm choosing my words very, very carefully. You're both saying childbirth. As much as it does hurt, I can't imagine that childbirth would be worse, yeah. Your answers are wrong. Do you want to know why your answers are wrong? Why? Go on. Well, you know, it's if seven months, seven months after it happens to a bloke, you don't hear him turning around saying, God, I feel like having another kick in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> True. Very Seven true. months after a woman is a baby. Oh, another baby. You never hear a fella say, oh, I want another kick in the privates, do you? So now, what is the more painful childbirth for a woman kicking the, the fella? Canada. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Apparently, yeah. There's a certain meat that has come into the country that people are selling in backstreet restaurants. Go on then. Chimpanzee meat. Oh. Could you imagine eating a chimp and it was too hot and you put it in your mouth and you go, Anyway, that is the true story about childbirth <laughs> and a kick in the private. So there you go. I just had it on my mind because we'd spoke about it before we opened the mics. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. So it was, uh, what if Justin Bieber and Avril Lavigne got in common childbirth? <laughs> but you literally could have asked me anything. Said, and I would have said, you could have said, what are you doing right now? And I would have gone childbirth. You know, in the build-up to that true story, when you jumped in with childbirth just like that, you know what you did deserve? A kick in the privates. <laughs> right then. My name is Rossi. They are the co. And we will be back with a brand new podcast next week. Thank you very much for taking time out to download the podcast. Uh, we can hear us weekday mornings between 6 o'clock and 10. Radio City 96.7. Online. RadioCity.co.uk. DAB Digital Radio. And on your iPhone app, get involved with Radio City 96.7. 6.7. Have a great week. Ciao, baby. Rossi and Co. At the click of a mouse. The best bits you might have missed. Updated weekly and available via radiocity.co.uk or iTunes.